hello and welcome to another episode of drive and double feature podcast i'm nathan i'm ryan and this is the podcast where we talk about two movies a week every tuesday and thursday and on this tuesday edition we're talking about 1974's the longest yard as we continue on through burt reynolds month but before we hop into that, I want to talk to you about our Patreon. For only $5 a month, you can help support the show and help us rent some movies, kind of get some movies that are hard to get a hold of. And also you get some fun episodes over on Patreon where we just talk about random topics, a lot of movie talk. It's really fun. So now let's get into the movie. <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about The Longest Yard. Uh, it's a football movie starring... Guess who? You know who stars in this, Ryan? Uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, the the guy, the 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 yeah, that guy. Yeah, that that one guy that you might know, Burt Reynolds is the star. You know, he's the who's that guy? You know, the guy that nobody knows except for us film nerds. <laughs> only no, only <laughs> the exclusive bunch knows about burt reynolds no of course no and th- this is burt reynolds playing a football player which i guess he was a football player in high school so and, it, oh, and yeah. florida state and florida state oh perfect so he had a long history with it and i know he said this was one of the most fun movies that he ever worked on and you know what this movie's pretty iconic i've heard about this movie my whole life and uh and I think Adam Sandler definitely helped with that, making a remake of it. Um, but I've never seen it. Have you seen this one before, Ryan? I've seen the remake, but this was this was my first time viewing the original. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. This is my first time going to this one as well. And you know what? I had fun with it. I thought it yeah. was a pretty fun movie. You know, I'm not going to say it's like a, a classic or anything. And it won't even rank up there with like my favorite sports movies, but I do think what's here is uh, a pretty fun little flick. I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, right now, um, like the last two movies, I mean, it was a very serious Burt Reynolds, you know, like he was like the survivalist didn't really joke that much. White lightning, you know, he's a little bit of personalities coming out, but this one, he definitely has starting to crack some jokes and they're pretty funny. And I, I, there, there was some chuckle worthy moments in this movie. I was like, okay, that was pretty, that was pretty good. Yeah. That's what I felt the same way. I, I really liked sitting down and watching this movie because it was just lighthearted. You know, I get why it made so much money because at the time it made 43 million on like a 2.9 million budget because it's just a fun movie. You know, you sit down, you have a good time, you laugh a little bit and you get, you get some, I don't know, fun hijinks. There's a whole cast of characters. There's a lot going on in this movie. Now uh, I will say though, this movie doesn't start out very fun. <laughs> It does not. And I think this it's very like weird and ballsy for this movie to start like this. Because Burt Reynolds is kind of just, you know, it's the opening titles. It's uh, Burt Reynolds and a woman, you know, she's kind of complaining about him watching two football games at once. You know, it's it's kind of bickering. And then Burt Reynolds kind of like pushes her around and like and hits her. And like, it's like, I'm like, oh, this is our lead character. We're following this person. Uh, yeah, I mean, to be fair, she she does slap him first. And, That's true. Uh, but <laughs> doesn't excuse that he just like pie faces her and shoves her to the ground. Yes, yeah. Um, and I watched an interview, you know, they were talking about James Cagney putting um, uh, grapefruit in a woman's face and that would be a fine of 200000 
but hitting a woman then would get him a fine of two million but just a fine it's all the other stuff he does after this that puts him in jail (laughs) because he not only does he do this not only does he hit a woman he takes a car and like goes on like a joy ride around town and like causes mayhem i wasn't expecting this at all Well, I kind of was because that's how the remake starts. But oh, okay, I don't remember the remake too well. I'll be very honest with you. Yeah, no, I, this movie does. I mean, there's there's some differences, but there are a lot of similar beats that are in this one. So, I mean, it does start out where Burt Reynolds or Adam Sandler is kind of like a football player who really didn't have much of a career, pretty less than stellar career, and. Mm-hmm he does something pretty shady and it gets him kind of ostracized or blackballed from like all of football. And now he's just kind of living with this sugar mama type of thing where it's <laughs> she's mm-hmm. paying for all of his bills and all that stuff. But uh, it is kind of funny though. I do like, there was some interactions that the two of them had, which it was like a pretty intense scene that started, but some of the lines were kind of funny mm-hmm. uh, where, uh, she calls him you American son of a bitch, even though she's, <laughs> she's an American uh-huh. and, and he, he starts to leave and she's like, no, you split when I tell you to split. Uh, <laughs> and the other one was she calls him a whore. She said, you're yes, a whore. I remember that. Yeah. And he, and he just kind of pauses and he says, you know, I never thought of it that way. And then yeah, which is funny. Up. It just, like I said, it just, that just kind of shows you like the personality of Burt Reynolds where he, can take a situation like this that any other movie it'd be like the super it's a super dramatic scene where any other movie it would be like this really melodramatic and just a lot of shouting and it'd be kind of like rock bottom for a character which it kind of is but at the same time he just he's so charming that you're just <laughs> like you know what you scamp yeah exactly you know he has the charisma to get by with it which is kind of like what happens a little later because he does run into cops at the bar and he has kind of charisma there. But that charisma ends actually ends, <laughs> ends up getting him in a lot more trouble. But he, he's kind of playing jokes on the cops and everything. I, I, I did like that too when he does mm-hmm. get caught by the cops. Uh, he's like, uh, they, they have him like all, uh, they grabbed him and have constrained him and he's they're like what are you gonna do now huh and he just he kicks one of them right in the crotch and he's like i'm gonna make you taller because this is like a real short cop uh-huh. he kicks him like right in the crotch and the guy like kind of jumps up like oh mm-hmm. no I, I really like that whole scene and like somehow it makes you forget that burt reynolds just a few moments ago had thrown a woman to the ground you know that by the end of the movie, I had I had to remind myself that it happened. <laughs> I have uh, been firm, I have been firmly <laughs> gaslit as this movie goes on. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, you know what's funny is like I don't know if the Burt Reynolds mustache was iconic by then, but it sure felt like it because he has it in the beginning. And the first thing they do when he get to prison is shave off his mustache. Like, oh my God, you're about to see Burt Reynolds without a mustache. Not like I've seen two movies before this where he didn't have one. But I, Yeah, so I think by then he had his mustache like pretty firmly, like whenever he was on television or doing guest appearances so it's probably like oh my gosh he's shaving it even though he's done a bunch of movies without his mustache so yeah yeah um yeah and then yeah and then you get into the real meat of the plot of the movie which is um 
the warden has a semi-pro football team and Burt Reynolds. Well, the plan isn't, is the plan originally to get him to get the cons to be a team for the semi-pros to play off of? Well, at first he's kind of recommending because they, the whole reason why Burt Reynolds is even in that prison is that the warden pulls some strings because he was a famous football player. So he got Mm. him into the prison. Um, and he's like, oh, well, you can pass on your valuable knowledge and give us to the team. And at first he doesn't want to do it. And the guards are like, I don't want him to, you know, interfering with my team. And mm-hmm. But Burt Reynolds goes there and he's like, uh, he tries to give them some feedback. Mm-hmm. And then he said, oh, well, if you want to make sure you're going to win your next game, then you need to like, have a tune-up game. And yep. In order for you to have a two-up game, you got to get like a really crappy team, and you just you know beat the dog crap out of them. Uh-huh. And and the guys like, okay, well, you got four weeks, make me a team. And he's like, oh, <laughs> so he he kind of pushed himself into that, and he didn't really he didn't really mean to. Yeah, because I guess uh, in come to find out, Burt Reynolds' character honestly doesn't care too much for football. He, you know, he, he talks about like for, he was played football for eight years and never got hurt, but that's because he was kind of a coward and didn't really do much with the sport. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I find that really interesting because in the midst of all of this hijinks and kind of silliness, because getting the inmates, it's almost like getting the crew together type of movie. Um, you know, you kind of have a really personal, interesting look at, Reynolds characters he could be one note but he's a little bit more than that yeah well at first he doesn't really explain what what his past was like Mm because he kind of he's really vague about it and he even because the whole reason he gets kicked like he said he was shaving points for bets and intentionally Mm -hmm. throwing games so he got kicked out of the league and you know, it was a really famous scandal. So even the prisoners are aware of what he did in the football league. And he goes in there and they keep asking him, why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? And he's just like, ah, for the money. And they're like, "Ah, I don't buy that excuse. And Mm -hmm. as the movie goes on, there is like a a moment where he befriends one of them and they're kind of drunk and they're talking and he gives them like this really sad story about like how his parents were, doing that and he never really cared for football and by the end of it he's like oh is all that true and he's just like no that was all a lie too and (laughs) so you you still don't really know for a fact what like if that was him like being vulnerable for a second and Mm -hmm. he just immediately covered it up or was he really just yeah just making up another lie yeah who knows right and i guess we would never know um and this is all drinking toilet wine good old prison toilet wine there's like a bag in the toilet as you do um yeah but getting back to like the the meat of the movie i because the first hour or so of this movie like is burt reynolds going around from like prisoner to prisoner you meet the cast and crew kind of you know, it's 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 a fun prison movie where everybody has their own little personality. Yeah, and each one has really different. There was some really funny ones I liked when he meets mm-hmm. this guy who's not really that smart and he's stuttering. He's like a country hick kind of guy, and yes, he's like, uh, "Would you like to play a game so we can hit the guards?" 
he's like, yeah, I'd like that a lot. And then he just, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he gets all real excited. And he just starts chucking hay bales, like frantically, like, <laughs> like, and I, I laughed at that because he was just like hurling these hay, hay, these giant hay bales. Enjoy. Yeah. I thought that scene was pretty funny. Um, there's a character in here, he's giant, who's played by Richard Keel, who is, you might know as Jaws from, um, from, um, from a couple of James Bond movies. It's like escaping me which ones. Moonraker and The Spy Who Loved Me. Um, yeah, and who was also in an Adam Sandler movie as well, Happy Gilmore, you know? So <laughs> the guy, you, you'll recognize him right away once you see him because yeah. he is a very hard guy to miss. <laughs> yes, he is. And I, I really like this character. You know, it's, the, it's a classic stereotype, but I thought he was funny, right? Because he's a giant, so you think he's supposed to be like a mean dude, but he like bra- somebody breaks his nose and he forces them to apologize <laughs> to him because he's so hurt by it. But it's funny because like once the guy apologizes, he's like, oh, that's all right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, a couple other characters that were funny was they meet uh, a guy named I think what was his name Chief. Yes, yeah, Chief. Yep, uh, and uh, he was a Native American, and the the guy before he, they met him, he's like, "All right, don't make any stereotype jokes or anything like that." And I was expecting something kind of offensive or whatever, but I did kind of chuckle. Now. <laughs> but uh, like they're talking, the guy the the Chief was like, yeah, you know, I played for this prison football team and they're going back and forth talking. And he's like, uh, oh, what if I could get you onto our team? And he just says, how? <laughs> and they just, they kind of look at each other like, uh, and then we'll think of something. Yeah, that's how the scene ends. I actually really like that. <laughs> they, they don't, they, they just let it, they just leave it there. They don't, they don't jump on it, yeah. which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I, I it is interesting how much this movie plays on race because there there's a whole uh, black side of the prison, which I find weird. I don't know. I didn't know how 70s prisons work. I don't know if they split people up by race, but it, it felt like it for sure. Well, that's usually like a typical trope in most prison movies where it's mm-hmm. just like it's usually splintered off by race. So it's like the white people hang out with the white people, black people mm-hmm. hang out Spanish and so on and so forth. Yeah. So it, that seems like a pretty common trope where it's just like each race kind of congregates with their own. And, yeah. and this one, um, they clearly do not trust Burt Reynolds or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, all the black prisoners, but they're able to come around because he does become friends with one because uh, they're out, uh, doing swamp reclamation, which that looked pretty brutal, where they're just outside in a hot ass swamp and just yeah. shoveling muck like all yeah. for hours, uh, doing probably zero actual work. They're just shoveling mud for hours. Yeah, it looks horrible. Yeah, yeah. and he he befriends one of them, and he kind of talks him into coming around, and they see what a good guy burt reynolds is and also to the co- uh, the guards and this are extremely racist and they constantly hurl racial slurs and yeah make that make it a really hard time for them being there so it doesn't take that much convincing by the end of it to get them it, to join exactly because at the end of the day what it is how they convince everybody's like you get to beat the crap out of the guards that's what you get to do out of this and they're like all right sign me up because there's like that one scene that's actually like 
the movie like stops it gets very like serious kind of like hard to watch is the library scene where the guards are just calling this black dude names kind of just like being extremely mean to this guy and i think that really brings around a lot of people like oh we need to take these guys down we gotta take them down a peg one thing i do like so i know you don't so you don't you say you don't remember too much of the remake uh and bits and pieces well obviously in that one it's an adam sandler one he doesn't really deal well he has been in real serious movies but when mm-hmm. he has to complete creative control i don't really feel like he deals with that subject matter too much so yeah it's kind of played a lot more goofy in this one and that one too it's kind of the same thing where there are like some tense moments but none where it's like oh this has like some real heavy weight to it or anything like one thing I do like about this one versus the remake is that it does feel a lot more real. It doesn't, it is a comedy movie, but you know, there are some pretty gritty moments, you know, there, there's the scene where one of the prisoners gets murdered and Mm -hmm. uh, he had a really fiery death. Um, And that one, that scene does happen too in the longest yard where one of the characters has the same death. They, when the remake, but, Again, it's just, it's very brief and it feels a lot more out of place in that one because in the Adam Sandler one, it's a lot of, a lot more goofier jokes, a lot of like, mm-hmm. oh, like these prisoners are gay because they're in prison now. And, you know, they're <laughs> yeah. just like Tracy Morgan is in drag because he's in prison. <laughs> yeah. That's what, yeah. So it's a lot of stuff like that. And, uh, this one, it, there is a lot more realism. Like in the football scenes that they have in this movie, it's it's so violent. I mean, like they are just like laying yeah. it in when they hit take those hits. Uh, yeah, and it, it that's the football scenes of this movie. It's shot very interesting because it was shot like it's shot like a real football game, like real cameras. And I guess they were playing a real football game. A lot of this footage is from them just making plays on the fly, kind of doing their own thing. And you really can feel that when you watch the footage. It's probably one of the most dynamic ways I've seen a football game played on film. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, I, I have seen football movies before, um, but this one, it just, I don't know. Like it doesn't, at the same time, it looks like a real football game. It, it's not like film, like super cinematic. So it's like, it, it's a movie, but it, it feels a lot more real than I've seen in other movies. I agree. I agree. And, and for me, I will say that because of that, I don't think I enjoyed it as much because at a certain point, the football game lasted a little too long for me. Oh, it's half the movie. Yeah. And, it, and it, it's literally you just watching football plays, you know, not every action is story driven. So I don't, I didn't love it, but I like the ambition and the thought behind it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's a reason though. I mean, this movie, yeah. we didn't say it was, or you might've was uh, directed by Robert Aldrich. I didn't say that. Yeah. Yeah. Directed by Robert Aldrich, a great director. The, yeah. The guy who directed, uh, uh, whatever happened to baby Jane, kiss mm-hmm. me deadly, um, flight of the Phoenix, dirty dozen. He's, he had a lot of really big hits. So this, the man knows what he's doing when he directs something like this. I agree. It's not, the football scene does take a majority of the movie and it I think that's ultimately what makes it not like not like a great movie for me but I enjoyed it well enough it kept me entertained for the two hours um yeah 
you know, there's, there's a lot of other colorful characters in it. Um, another one too, I wanted to mention was the, uh, that one serial killer type of guy that does karate. <laughs> yeah. That takes up um, karate. I love it. <laughs> which it's funny because how they introduce him is like, he's, he's doing all these karate moves like out in the field and mm-hmm. they're like, uh, Oh yeah. Uh, he's murdered like five people. He's killed two people since he's been in here. Mm-hmm. And uh, Burt Reynolds is like, wow, that karate will really kill you. And they're like, oh, no, that was before he learned karate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that. Um, no, that character was cool. Um, there's a snitch character. I think his name is Trusty, right? Who, like, kind of goes behind everybody's back constantly through the movie. Like, there's even, like, a kind of... I thought it was kind of a sad scene where he goes up to Burt Reynolds and is like, just, I, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I was like, I, w- I want to be your friend. I, please, can I be your friend? No one wants to be my friend, and Bert just does not take it seriously at all. No, I, I, I actually like that character, too, because he's, like, the only one that genuinely seems like he's crazy, like, been in yes. there, because it is revealed that he is a, a pyromaniac. You know, he burned down all these people's, like, houses, and that's he's the one that actually commits, like, the murder that happens in the prison, yeah. and like you said, when he finds out that he can't be, he can't hang out with them anymore. (laughs) He's like a big stool pigeon too, for the warden. He just kind of like becomes unhinged a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Oh, there's also the classic old person character. You got to have these in a prison movie, an old person that's been there forever and doesn't want to leave, you know, and, but he stayed in because he, he hit the warden. Right, he he got the mm-hmm. he got to hit the ward and and he said it was worth it <laughs> to get thirty yeah. years. Yeah, and that's that's kind of like the moral of the story of this movie is that you know Burt Reynolds he can he could take the easy way out. I mean, the warden does confront him later in the during the game because the the cons are starting to win, mm-hmm. and he goes to him. He's like, if you throw this game, I'll you know maybe I'll let you out of prison early, and I won't. And I won't press, press all these uh, murder charges on you that happened you know, earlier. Mm-hmm. And you'll, otherwise, you're going to be here forever. You're going to be here a long time. And mm-hmm. Burt Reynolds at first you know, starts throwing the game, and he starts losing respect with the other prisoners. And it, once he, the, he asked the guy, he's like, was it worth it punching the warden in the face and staying here for 30 years? He's like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, all right, I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, all right, I'm going to stay in prison to make a point um yeah and I, I feel like it's a, a good lesson um stay in prison for a long time i think this kind of is like one of like the first times we get to see like burt reynolds like start coming and showing his real personality and like we have said he has super charming in here there's a wide array of of characters in here that he can play off of. I think it's kind of showing where he doesn't have to play like this big, strong, silent type of guy, super serious. Cause once he does what, cause I did say that on our first episode that he'd go on all these talk shows and people see like, Oh wow, he's actually got a great personality. Like we should start mm-hmm. showing that a lot more. And this one I think is kind of like the one where, cause this is right after white lightning and, he did a couple of other movies around this time too, but I think this is kind of like this first like mainstream one where he can kind of let loose a little bit and start showing like, Hey, I can, I can do other stuff besides action. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's something with a little bit more of a, a wider appeal. Cause 
you know, it doesn't really play like it's set in the South, but I won't say this movie appeals to the South. You know, it's kind of a sports movie and that anybody can watch. And it's also just a fun time. And I feel like this is a very good role for him to pick. This is uh, out of like the canon that we watched. This is the first time where I've seen Burt Reynolds and I've been like, oh, that's a movie star. Because even with White Lightning, you know, he, he was fine. You know, he was kind of there. But with Longest Yard, it really shows that he was a movie star. I, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to get into the very ending of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. cause, so this is real big spoilers. Obviously, they, the convicts won the big game. And at the end of the movie, Burt Reynolds starts walking over onto the field to grab the game-winning ball. Um, but you don't really know what he's doing. It kind of looks like he's kind of walking off the field like he's going to escape. And the warden, like, pulls the gun, and he's about to, like, shoot Burt Reynolds, like, right in the middle of like, the field and, like, in front of everybody. But he like, just goes and casually picks up the football, and he just, like, hands it to the warden. like, here, stick this in your trophy case. But uh, I, I was going to say, though, originally – he was supposed to get shot right there and the movie yeah. was just going to end with Burt Reynolds dying. Yeah. No, thank you. No, because this, this movie's semi-serious, but that would just be like a total, just drab, dark ending. I know that's like true. Cause Burt Reynolds, I guess when he made this, he was really for prison reform. I guess he was really anti like, you know, you know, really wanted prisons to change. So that would really make a point but I think it just would totally kill the movie in the process. Yeah. Burt Reynolds, uh, they said too, was, uh, he was actually like a real personable guy. Cause you know, they did film this like in a prison uh, in Georgia. They did have like real life prisoners that were in this movie too. Mm-hmm. And they said Burt Reynolds was a super nice guy. He, like he hung out with them and talked with them and, he kept in correspondence with some of them even. Um, That's awesome. So, and I, th- he's kind of always been one of those guys that's always been well loved on the set from what I've get the, got the impression of. Like he's just, mm-hmm. he's never been like a real snobbish type of actor. It's just like, Oh, well, I'm the star of this movie. I'm not gonna, I'm going to just go eat lunch in my trailer. I'm not going to interact with anybody. Like he just kind of, he's like, he's always among the people like when he does these type of things. Yeah. And I can definitely see that. I can see that while watching the movie um no good stuff i actually um i i recommend this movie i recommend checking it out i think it's worth a watch especially if you're a sports fan if you love football and you've never seen this movie check it out for sure i definitely i would yeah it's it's a good recommend uh definitely one that you know i would check out oh uh one other thing too i wanted to mention there is a notable face in this movie besides him uh bernadette peters from oh yeah I did want to bring that up. Yeah. (laughs) Which is funny because she has this giant hairstyle. It looks like a beehive. And one of the first things Burt Reynolds says to her, he says like, do you ever find any spiders in your hair? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and you know what he and the one woman in this movie, other than the one he hits, he ends up sleeping with. So (laughs) of course, of course, of course. But no, she's, she's, uh, She's game for it, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, no, and, and she's a lot of fun. I always love seeing her in movies, especially with her her voice, her dang voice. I know she's great in the jerk, so it's always mm-hmm. funny to see her. Good stuff to see her in other stuff. Exactly. But yeah, I think yeah. that's I think that's it. Yeah, I think that wrapped it up for the longest yard. But 
Brian, what are we going to be covering next time? We are going to be talking about the sequel to White Lightning, and that is Gator. And that's from 1976. It's free on Tubi, and it's free on YouTube, so pretty easy to find. Uh, if you want to watch along with us, uh, you can follow along, too. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to follow us over on Twitter at, at DIDFpod, you can check out for updates over there. You can also go to, oh, you can also email us at drive and double feature podcast at gmail.com if you have any recommendations or if you have any memories with Burt Reynolds movies at all. We'd love to hear from you. But until next time. Until next time.